mother of all Pentagon disclosures. May 13th, 2020. In this very special episode of the Federal Chronicles radio show, Jason Cousineau and I, Eric Renner King Fisk, talk about a New York City man who found a dead body in his deceased mother's freezer. We also talk about the most important article you will read all week from Murder Murder Podcast and how to use social media to solve cold cases. Then we finally talk about the Pentagon releasing fighter jet footage of a UFO and we speculate why. Well, we'll tell you what. There are no credible claims that NASA has been tasked to open a Trump Taj Mahal casino on a planet orbiting Proxima Centauri before the end of the decade. The Fedora Chronicles is brought to you by our patrons on patreon.com slash Chronicles. For a mere dollar a month, you get early access to new episodes of the Fedora Chronicles radio show with show notes, a peek behind the scenes, and more. Commentary on pop culture and current events through the perspective of classic film snobs and diesel punks. With topics ranging from true crime, government conspiracies and cover-ups, and the paranormal. You can now listen to our podcast on SoundCloud, Apple iTunes, Player FM, Overcast, Stitcher, and Spotify, and Google Play on Android devices. If your podcast service doesn't have the Federal Chronicles radio show, let us know and we'll fix it right away. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. From ABC News, and this is from May 1st, 2020. Man goes to clear out dead mom's home, finds a body in the freezer. A man, a man found a decomposed body in his dead mother's freezer as he was cleaning out her Manhattan apartment, police said. He found the body this week in a chest freezer that had been sealed with duct tape, says the Daily News. Investigators said the body appeared to be have stored over 10 years, building oh, superintendent... Geez. Um, Asmir Basim told the newspaper in Friday's article, the body was so decayed that authorities could not determine its gender. Actually, I replaced that. Authorities are investigating and an autopsy is planned. City officials said in a written statement, the deceased tenant never gave permission for work to be done in her Hamilton Heights apartment. Besson said, adding that she was, quote, seemed like a very lovely lady, always very pleasant. <laughs> this, see now, this is where I'm a very bad person because the first thought that goes through my mind is the guy opens it up and goes, Dad? <laughs> I say, because the thing is, I read this. I read this, right? And it's in New York. So the first thing I thought of is that, okay, what did this diseased person know in this woman's, in this apartment's freezer know about Hillary Clinton and Jeffrey Epstein? (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) That ain't right. That ain't right. We should not be laughing at that. That that is not. Fuck it. It's funny. And I just I, I, I just went and there's um, there's no update on that story, but it's ama- oh, it's 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 am- it's amazing what you can find if you follow me on Twitter. Uh, let's see. 
I don't know if if we want to do any more con, um, conspiracy theory news about um, COVID-19 because we pretty much talked it to death in this episode already. But this is something I thought was very important. Uh, and this was published when? This is on April 30th. And I don't know why I was saving it for today. This is um, from just the news. But this is the first place I found it. There are other places that have also republished this. U.S. intelligence community, COVID-19, quote, not man-made or genetically modified in China lab. The office of the director of the National Intelligence vows to, quote, rigorously examine emerging information and intelligence on the outbreak. That was back in April 30th. Now, there's another story, and I'm going to find here, and it's... um, from the Guardian, um, somebody was stupid. Trump pushes Wuhan coronavirus lab claim. Donald Trump has told reporters that, quote, something happened, unquote, when asked about the theory that the virus was released from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Probably it was incompetence. Somebody was stupid. He said during a meeting with Texas Governor Greg Abbott. It comes after the U.S. Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo. That's right. Mike Pompeo. That's who I was looking up. Mike Pompeo claimed (laughs) that he had seen enormous evidence that the virus has originated in at the lab. No evidence has been produced. China has denied these claims. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Let's read that again. The U.S. Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, claimed that he had seen enormous evidence that the virus had originated in the lab. Then the Guardian follows up that sentence with this sentence. No evidence has been produced. China has denied these claims. Now, what do you believe? Who do you believe? Well, that's the problem with with all of this, right? One of the things that I've been complaining about is we're not getting consistent information from anybody. We have not been getting consistent information from um, from the government, from the medical experts, from anybody. All of the information we've been getting is contradictory to what other experts have been saying. We don't know the true origins of this. We know nothing about this. So, yeah, I mean, that is the problem. We have no idea. We don't know. <laughs> we don't right. know. Right. Right. Someone somewhere might know, but it's not us. I would like to see the evidence that Mike Pompeo claims to have seen. That would be nice. Yeah. Share share the wealth there, Mike. Come on. Oh, and then and then he backpedals yesterday. Pompeo admits the U.S. can't be certain coronavirus outbreak originated in Wuhan lab. Okay, so <laughs> back and forth. I know for a fact I've seen overwhelming evidence. We can't be sure. <laughs> you know, which is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have seen overwhelming evidence, but I can't be sure. Well, then it's not evidence. What is it then? What do you call right. it? Um, I've gotten some information from a source I trust, but I'm not entirely sure I believe it. Well, then you don't trust them. Okay. Um, this is something I also wanted to bring up. As a matter of fact, I woke up first thing in the morning thinking uh, literally ab- about this. 
and I said that, you know, you and I should actually build an entire show on this. Um, one of our um, fellow podcasters, and they do, I, I think they do an incredible work here. Murder, Murder News, and you can follow them at <laughs> M Murder News. That is a wonderful name. <laughs> it is. It, it's not only is it a wonderful name, they do really incredible work. Um, uh, unlike us, um, <laughs> how social media is helping solve cold cases involving missing does. April 28th, 2020. Again, this is from murdermurder.news. Every year, 600,000 individuals go missing in the U.S. alone. The majority of those who come up missing are located alive and well, but tens of thousands remain missing. From this number, about 4,000 unidentified bodies are found, and police work to find the identities of these does. But about 1,000 of these cases will remain cold each year. With so many cold cases, police really do need community support to help find the identities of some of these recovered does. We spoke with Adrian Tasovich of Nameless Does, a social media account that works to get the faces of these does in front of the community who may be able to connect their story. Adrian's Instagram and YouTube help shine a spotlight on important issues while helping solve some cold cases. Um, it's a great article. It's probably one of the most important articles that you will read this week that has nothing to do with the coronavirus. Um, and I'm putting it up on our show page. It's one of those things where it's like, and I know that we've had this conversation. S just, it's just sitting in my hand. My cell phone probably is a thousand times or 10,000 more times more powerful than the computers that were used to help land men on the moon. My desktop computer probably is at least 10,000 times more faster than those computers. We're connected. Well, cell phone is your cell phone is probably several hundred times more powerful than those computers, if not thousands. OK. OK. Um, thank you, Mr. Literal. <laughs> um, and hey, I'm a techie. I know you're Don't a techie. Fuck with me, dude. And the thing <laughs> is, is that we are and we joke about the Oracle of Google. Yes. But. I mean, obviously, we have access to information and other people in ways that were unimaginable to everybody except for science fiction authors 50 years ago. Um, what are we doing with that power? Now, it's shocking to me that every year, 600,000 people are reported missing. And of those people, about there are a couple of thousand people who just disappear without a trace, never to be seen or heard from again. And the idea that we're putting all of this technology to work to help solve some of these cases, I think is absolutely, totally extraordinary. And it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I can really get involved in that. And it's another time that I wanted to actually like, you know, you know, just also mention one of the organizations that we support is under Operation Underground Railroad. Yep. And just remind people that, that you know, even though... Even though we are still under a pandemic, there are still cases that are left unsolved. And since we, since we have all of this time on our hands while we're stuck at home, maybe we could put some of that time to good use. Do you know what we still have not talked about? You and I were actually going to record a special episode about this. We're, so here we, we have a podcast where we talk about 
um, paranormal activity once in a while. And the one thing that we have not talked about is the Pentagon finally admitting, yeah, we have a video of a UFO. Here it is. Now what? Oh, geez. Right? <laughs> what do you what do you say to that? Yeah. I, I About time. What took you so long? The hell, dude? There's a lot we could say about that. Absolutely. Pentagon officially releases UFO videos by Michael Conte, CNN. Washington, the Pentagon, has officially released three short videos showing, quote, unidentified aerial phenomenon, end quote, that has been previously released by a private company. The video shows what appears to be unidentified flying object rapidly moving while recorded by infrared cameras. Two of these videos contain service members reacting in awe at how quickly the objects are moving. One voice speculates that it could that it could be a drone. The Navy previously acknowledged the veracity of these videos in September of last year. They are officially releasing the, them now, quote, in order to clear up any misconceptions by the public on whether or not the there is more to the videos, according to Pentagon spokesman Sue Gao. After a thorough review, the department has determined that the authorized release of these unclassified videos does not reveal any sensitive capabilities or systems, she said in a statement, and does not impinge on any subsequent investigations of military air space incursions by unidentified aerial phenomenon. Now, didn't we didn't we report on this back in September? Because there was, I seem to recall us talking about a couple of Navy pilots who actually yeah. had footage. It's exactly yeah. it's exactly those videos. Okay. They released the entire videos. The Pentagon, the Pentagon, has released these videos to the public, which is basically saying, yes, there are UFOs. There are there are aerial phenomenon. Incidents and at the time, of, didn't, didn't one of the officers, like an admiral or somebody, basically say, yeah, we've been we've been known about this for years. We just haven't been able to tell you. Exactly. There was a, there, a book released, and it was um, written by J. Allen Hyatt, and the book is called The Authoritative Account of the Project Blue Book Cover-Up. Easy for you to say. <laughs> the summary, an expert on UFOs, American astronomer, professor, Joseph Allen Hayek, uh, who lived between May 1st, 1910 to April 27th, 1986, explains why the U.S. Air Force Project Blue Book was kept secret and why it was recently declassified and investigates sightings reports on, uh, reported in its files. Um, I got the audible version of this, and it also has a PDF, actual official text that he had actually collected over the years. I just got the audible version that re was released on the first of this year. It's an amazing story about how someone who was originally a skeptic of the UFO phenomenon, J. Allen Hayek, was hired by the U.S. government as a member of the Project Blue Book team to investigate UFOs. And his job was to debunk sightings, no matter how credible. He spends the first couple of chapters talking about the mindset, whereas it's like, whatever it is, 
Whatever people say they saw, whatever it is, you have to come up with some explanation that it was not alien spacecraft by any means necessary. You have to debunk. And as a skeptic, that's a natural thing. That's a natural thing. And as his time progressed, as his time progressed, he became a true believer. There are things that you just can't explain away. You can't just say it's swamp gas or the planet Venus or weather balloons or ball lightning. He, right. He came to the conclusion that the U.S. government is lying. They're lying to us purposefully. They're keeping secrets from us. And he reached the point where it's like he can't do this anymore. I always get worried when I do that, when I accidentally knock something over when I'm talking about something scary or creepy. <laughs> I'm here it is. I'm, I'm talking about government conspiracies. And it's in broad daylight. And I accidentally, with my elbow, I knock something off my desk and it just frightened the hell out of me. Like, oh my God, they're here. <laughs> <laughs> They're here to shut or me up. Shit. Dad, is that you? <laughs> God damn it, Eric Charles, I've come from the grave. <laughs> 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 to which you're like, fuck, I'm calling an exorcist right now. Exactly. <laughs> I don't need this shit. <laughs> exactly. Um and, and and for me, this is this is a very J. Allen Hayek's story is very personal for me because of my dad's experience and what my dad had told me in very vague generalities. Because when there was a time my dad was a skeptic and he thought that only nerds, geeks, dorks, oddballs, and retards, his words, not mine, believed in yeah. that stuff. And over the course of my dad's lifetime, he had seen and heard and witnessed things that made him realize that there's some weird shit going on in the in the world. That his words, not mine. Um, and I think that as far back as 1975, you know, my dad had said that there's some weird stuff going on out there that you need to know about. Um, one of these days we may have to do an episode based on the shit that you've learned about your dad since yeah, his death. Right. I mean, that would be a story in and of itself. In and of in and of itself, but the story of how somebody who is a an actual college professor with a doctorate in astronomy or astrophysics was hired by the government to purposefully debunk UFO sightings and debunk and debunk witnesses and make discredit witnesses. Is an, it's an amazing, sad, scary story. On the one hand, his job was to humiliate people who said that they saw things. For the first couple of years of his career with the U.S. military, that was his job. And he admits this openly and honestly in his book. His job was to, was to embarrass people who say they saw alien spacecraft. I don't know what else to call it. And it was like, and 90% of the stuff that people said they saw turned out to be not what they think they saw. It was like, you know, it was um, classified um, satellites or um, military the infamous, spy planes. The infamous swamp gas exploded. Right. There's a lot of things that people like. For the thing is, is that they saw they saw something made out of um, bright metal. You know, some winged 
craft, some wingless craft or, you know, a flying wing, a wedge-shaped vehicle. You know, that was, you know, military test craft or something, some kind of prototype that they were not supposed to see, that they somehow saw. Um, that's, you know, like, like real ball lightning or meteors or whatever. There was the 10% of the sightings that could not be explained away by conventional means. And he, he just had an epiphany one day. And even though he was the guy, he was the official spook, and his job was to discredit and humiliate people who say they saw alien spacecraft, UFOs. Um, he became the one of the loudest voices for disclosure. And it cost him. It cost him dearly. dearly. You know, it's interesting because there's similarities between him and that, um, that other guy. Um, what the hell is his name? The one who claimed to have worked in Area 51. Um, Bob, you talked about yeah, him. Bob Lazar. Lazar, thank you. There's some interesting similarities between their stories. Yes, there are. You know, I mean, it, it can't really talk about it right now because I can't fucking remember because I'm over 40. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> just the, um, you know, the fact that these, these guys, they're experts, you know, they know what they're doing. And then they start going against what, they were supposed to be doing and then you know what are you going to do yeah also i want to be able to interject here the hayek ufo report book that i'm that i'm talking about for whatever reason audible just did their version the auto audiobook version it was made available this year this book has been out since december 1st 1970 so just i just want to clear that up um but it's an it's an amazing read. It's an it's amazing thing to go through and listen to and and listen to. There are aspects of how his story lines up with people like Bob Lazar. Like your job is to a investigate these for the for the U.S. government. Find out what really actually happened, and if it actually is quote alien from another planet or another dimension tell us but you tell the public these people are crazy they're not they they don't they don't they didn't see what they said that they saw the public persona was completely totally different than the official inside the u.s government persona does that make any sense yeah no it does whereas it's like uh you tell me you tell me that you you saw bigfoot I go out and I find evidence of the fact that you actually saw Bigfoot. And I go back to tell my bosses, oh my God, we have, a, we have another real Bigfoot sighting here out in, Sol out in Utah. But then I tell you to your face, or I tell you in an official letter, you're fucking crazy. You didn't see shit. How much, right. how much Kraken were you drinking that night? Be honest. <laughs> right. And and then and then dig up evidence saying that you're broke, you're in you're deep in debt, and you're trying to get in a payday on this. That's kind of essentially what he did for a couple of years. Uh, and having the opportunity to revisit this book through Audible made me like I reaffirmed a lot of the 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 thoughts and suspicion that I already had 
of our government and realize that they are they're paid to lie and they're paid to cover stuff up and you're not allowed to know the true story about what's really going on which is really sort of disturbing now what has happened since this book was originally published in 1977 look at how far we've come from when the book was originally published in 1977 and what's happened with the pentagon this in the past couple of months releasing um these these, yeah, these and videos why are they why are they releasing them now why are they talking about it now we talked about this back in september or whenever it was yeah. why is it okay now you know why is it okay to why is it okay for them to discuss all of the the fact that historically they've had they've had experiences with with UFOs that they they have going back decades why are they able to talk about it now how is it that you can do actually they, no go ahead go ahead do, well why is it that do they think that the the people are quote unquote better prepared for it whereas they weren't back in the 50s you could actually I, just, I don't yeah. You could actually go, go to nsa.gov and you could actually read the UFO documents index just to read the introduction here. The documents listed on this page were located in re in response to numerous requests received by NSA on the subject of flying uh, unidentified flying objects in 1980. NSA was involved in civil action number 80-1562. Citizens Against United Unidentified Flying Objects Secrecy versus National Security Agency. Documents released to that litigation are marked with an asterisk. Uh, XXXX has been inserted in a file if the portion of the title has been deleted prior to the release date. To select a document, click on the link of the document and file. Wait for the PDF version to download to your local viewer. Approximate file sizes are given after each selection for user convenience. You can actually, you can actually and they have a link, common, commonly re requested UFO terms for which no records have been found. They, they, I mean, they, they're, ma they're making it so easy for you to, lo to look at this stuff. Now, a lot of the stuff is redacted and blacked out. <laughs> I'm looking at one right now. I'm looking at all this scribbled out here. The first thing you realize, I, like half of our audience is right now. Fuck you, Eric. Fuck <laughs> you. you can read it entirely. If you could read through the blackout. <laughs> yeah, just looking at all of this stuff that's all redacted and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you can you you can you can read it they just have the sensitive information <laughs> one page is just pure black right but this the the first thing i clicked on was talking about how um there was a ufo sighting on um a, a radar screen and it was just like how this this defied modern explanation at the time and talking about how, it, you know, uh, this message is classified secret, spoke to, and it's entirely the following information has been provided, redacted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
one UFO moved yes. 75 nautical miles. Do they have miles. provided in quotes? Do they have provided in quotes? Not that... even. Not even. <laughs> Lying bastards. They, yeah, yeah, all of this, these military documents. It's, everything is written in all. <laughs> Unified. Here you go. Radar tracking for unidentified flying object. 0930-0933. One UFO, probably a weather balloon, moved from 22 miles southeast of somewhere to this other location. Right, like a weather balloon is going to move that fast. <laughs> it's going to... A weather balloon moved from, from uh, Oklahoma to Utah at 10 a.m. It's it, this this weather balloon moved seventy three nautical miles in mere seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Traveling at Mach two, this weather balloon. <laughs> <laughs> if we can if we can have a weather balloon that can move at Mach two, how come we can't get an airplane that can fly to London to Paris or or London to New York? In less than an hour. That's my question. We can. We if, can. If weather, if weather balloon technology is so advanced <laughs> and you can move 73 nautical miles in mere seconds, if you can make a weather balloon do that, how come you can't make an actual airplane do the same? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I think I hope our listeners are understanding that I'm making fun of the quote weather balloon. I, I I'm and I'm just gonna this. I think this is how I'm gonna close the show because I don't know how you are for time. I th- well, I'm probably very late. I think that the pandemic has changed things in society that are beyond comprehension. I think that I think that. I don't. I don't know if it's if it's all about Donald Trump and I and um, they just the government wants to get the jump on everybody. We want to we want to release this on our terms instead of having Donald Trump say, "Listen, I saw the classified information. I saw it. I saw it. It's um, the best. America has the best <laughs> alien spacecraft I've ever seen. We have them. The Russians don't." No other country has been visited. We, I'm, I'm telling you, Alpha Centauri, they're not sending their best UFOs to Mexico, okay? <laughs> they're not sending their best aliens. They're sending their best aliens to the United States, okay? And, and we are going to be opening the very first Trump Taj Mahal Casino. <laughs> on Alpha Centauri. On Proxima Centauri, Okay. <laughs> For everybody who knows, all of you astronomers know that in the Centauri solar system, because it's a system of solars, okay? Alpha Centauri, Beta Centauri, Proxima Centauri. Now that, that, that is the luxury resort of the entire Centauri thing there that you got there, okay? I know it's the best, okay? And that's what we're bringing. We're bringing high quality Trump Taj Mahal style gambling to the galaxy. That's just, that's the way, when we go big, we go big, okay? But there you go. There there I go getting sidetracked again with my off-color jokes about Donald Trump. But what they really want to do, what I think, 
is begin the age of disclosure and they want to do it on their terms and they don't want somebody like Donald Trump to stand in front of the podium, in front of the microphone, say something stupid that could possibly alienate the aliens, the extraterrestrials who are coming to this planet for their whatever reasons. And if disclosure is going to happen, it's going to happen on the Pentagon's terms or it's going to happen on the terms decided by the deep state. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm getting way ahead of myself here. Anyway, it started out rough and I think we ended it on a high note, Jay. I think we did. Absolutely. And Jay, I'll talk to you later. Yep. Congratulations on surviving another episode of the Thor Chronicles radio show. Find out more about the Fedora Chronicles by visiting our website, thefedorachronicles.com. That's where you can find our show notes, past episodes, and articles. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram by simply searching for us on those platforms. Don't forget to join our group on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so that you can keep up with what we will be talking about in the next episode. Facebook, Twitter, and our email address, fedorachronicle at google.com are great ways to drop us a line with your comments and show topic suggestions. And if it's any good, we promise we will read your comment on the air. Support the show by contributing to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Fedora Chronicles. For a mere dollar a month, you get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're doing, and for $5 a month, you get all that and a t-shirt and coffee mug of your choice. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you to all of our listeners who are already contributing. You can also support the show and show off your incredible, impeccable taste by buying our merch at zazzle.com slash store slash Fedora Chronicles. The theme songs for the show are Royal Flush and Black Cabaret by Olive Music. All other music on the show is listed on the show page and has been provided to us by Premium Beats from Shutterstock. Copyright The Fedora Chronicles 2020. All rights reserved. On behalf of my co-host Jason and I, this is Eric Renner King Fisk signing off and reminding you to keep your chins up and your fedoras on.